Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Honest to Pod with me, Ashley McAllister. And me, Matthew Alley. Oh, that was very formal. Was that because I was for- Did I go formal? Yeah, I thought you were quite formal. I kind of always go off what you do. So when you're in like a singing mood, I'll sing a bit. And then if you're oh. in like a tired mood. Actually, although when it's like when you're like a tired mood, I think sometimes I try and be a bit more um, full of life and energy because, you know. We can't yeah. both be drab and boring all the time. <laughs> well, that's yeah. the story of my life. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well, anyway, this is episode eighty-four. Eighty-four. Yes, eighty-four. Do you know what? So I that was is... in London yesterday. <laughs> Um, into tune because you can go to the pubs and stuff and it felt like there was 84 people at my fucking carriage boy and I went on the tube for the first time it was so busy I was like you know what I was nervous as hell so nervous I'm just gonna say it those pictures of Soho have made me absolutely nervous to come back to London um so we had um we went to Soho yesterday in the day so I was there at like three o'clock in the afternoon and Mm. It was my first venture out into, basically, it's the, it's the first time I got public transport. I knew I was going to be getting drunk anyway, so I didn't want to cycle because um, I've been cycling everywhere. So I was like, okay, I'm going to have to get public transport. Um, so I got my mask on, ready to go. Most people had masks, which actually, I'll just go into a side bit because I think you're the same as well. I tried on, I've got this really cute mask with um, alpacas on that my friend Stacy gave me from work because um, she loves alpacas. And... I was put on my ear and then my ears completely folded and I was like, fuck me, there's no structural integrity at all. Honestly, like, they barely stayed on. It was like, floop, because they just wouldn't hold on to my soft, malleable ears. <laughs> I, I told you about this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what I said. I, and I was like, let me just go to the show because I was like, my God, I had the exact same thing. The fuck, I couldn't stay on my face. Like, <laughs> my ears folded and crumpled. <laughs> Literally put it on, my ears like started to protrude at the sides, and all of a sudden, like, and I'm like, yeah, let's just keep this on. Oh. <laughs> I was gonna have to tape it to my head or something. Like, honestly, they would not hold, like, they were just all bent and crumpled. Like, if I had like a hat on or something, I don't know, like a cap. Um, yeah, my love, my ears are so fucking soft and small. Um, yeah, the mask, I need, I like the mask a lot, but I don't know if I have to get like another one, you know, I don't know. You can get something that kind of like wrap around the back of your head, in it, yeah, um, instead of your ears. So I might have to do that. <laughs> well, I I ordered another one there, which you sort of, it's like a tube and you pull it all the way over your head and then then you pull it back up. So it sort of like comes up from the chin, chin and goes around the base of your... Okay. That seems very large, yeah. Um, there's a range of like Some people just had like scarves on and then a lot of people had like the medical ones. Um, and then there were a couple of people that didn't have masks. Um, not as many as I thought there would be at the time, but um, still, like, I guess, you know. I mean, it is a rule, yeah. isn't it? It's not in in London. It's a rule that you need to use a face mask on public transport. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so yeah, we're in Soho, and it was quite busy even there. And I was like, "Fuck!" Like I was, you know, enough space to like not be like to be away from people and stuff. But it was just, you know, just going out into Oxford Circus um, was just it, yeah, it was just it was just busy. I was like, "Oh my god!" So we walked down. To, I walked down Soho and then go to the, like the bar and stuff, and it was it was good. They had it all laid out and stuff. It's all table service. You have to give you details um, because of like track and trace, or whatever. And then, yeah, it's fine when we were in there. Although, unfortunately, we were the rowdy group, which is, um, you know, that group you just oh. do not want there. 
Um, oh. that, yeah, that was us, which wasn't the cutest. Um, but what we did do is we did a great rendition of this song from Mario called Let Me Love You. Have you heard of it? No. Oh, it's one of my favorite songs. It's an old school R&B song. Um, and somehow we all started singing it and we were singing it really loud. And oh my goodness. You know, like in a film or like a TV show where people just like impromptu sing and they turn out to be fucking excellent. That's exactly oh, yeah. what happened. And obviously we're the only black people there. But and there were white people in the group as well. Um, but I was like, I guess we couldn't be more stereotypical. However, the harmonies were on point. They were so good. And I was just like, did you just hear what we did? Honestly, it was so good. But yeah, we got told to shut up. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. that's so good. Shut up, guys. We're trying to enjoy our first day out. Yeah, pretty much. That was exactly what it was. <laughs> um and then yeah so like we left like the bar because we had like quite, like a three-hour booking and then just as we walk around it was just getting like busier and busier so this is what like six thirty, six o'clock and then mm. we go to like soho square which is like this tiny little like park in the middle of soho um mm. and i was quite drunk at this time and i kind of just had like a little panic i was like oh i'm not going in there i'm not going in there at all it looked like this cage to me it looked like this cage of full of people mm. and it was it was it was like rammed i was like no no, I'm not doing this. So I sat on a wall for like 20 minutes because I was drunk as well. And I was like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Like, I don't know. Are we going somewhere else? Or, you know, turns out the guys had stayed in Soho for a little bit anyway. So I was like, I'm glad I left. So I left basically. I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't go in there. I've, I feel like it's been busy enough, you know? Yeah. Um, and so now I had to leave. And then, yeah, um, I'm definitely glad. And I, I'd said it before. I was like, I bet you it's going to turn into like pride. Like I can just see Old Compton Street turn to like... Mm. Um, like pride because it was so busy there were loads of police out um which is a good thing i think that's a really good thing that there was tons and tons of police and they were even going into the bars to make sure that they were compliant and people from the councils and stuff because you can't have like bookings of more than six tables and all that sort of stuff um but it was mental it was it was so busy like and those pictures afterwards i'm so glad i left and went home like honestly because i, I mean i don't think there's any way that i would have been in that in that like group of people like into in that big like group um but it was fucked. Mm. So it was busy already. It looked horrible, and it, like the police were in these little booths that were just pointless because they weren't doing anything. I mean, what um, can they do? I don't know. You know, I don't know. Well, <clears throat> I mean, I guess they can start going around and being like, "You need to separate. You need to separate." I don't know if they. It's the only pictures that you've seen in London, isn't it? There's no other ones of like other places in in London. I think no. of anything being that busy. So I guess they could have got more police. Maybe I don't know. Um, but it was it was busy. But it's it's sort of like once you open that can of guys, you can now go to the pub, and you know, total uh, irresponsible Tory government were like, we'll get them there from six a.m. You know, Super Saturdays. It's like oh, Jesus, this is just. Did they awful. name it Super Saturday? Somebody did, and I blame them or the media. Neither of which I hold very highly, in my opinion. Mm. Um, and it's like it sort of then vamps it up a bit, like it's going to be this massive day. And, and I'm one of those stupid bitches that would have 100% been like, oh my God, it's going to be amazing. Um, I'm glad I wasn't there. Do you think you would have went? I, well, I mean, I wouldn't have gone by myself, but I would have Obviously. definitely been trying to encourage other people to be going. Well, um, but I mean, Matt, places were... a bit longer, Matt. Let's get drinks. Uh, no, I actually said so that. Well, I think that's what happened. So I basically like, and I, it's probably because I was quite drunk and I was like, I think I need to go anyway. Um, but... As the guys went into like the park, I basically just like ghosted, and then one of my friends was like, "Like Matthew, Matt," and then I was like, oh. "Well, I didn't actually hear them, but I saw them like 
beckoned me over and I was like shaking my head like, nope, no, I'm not going. And then, yeah, I sat on a wall like just by myself. And then I was like, oh my God, this is too much. Then I'm, yeah. I, I was even like, I was like, kind of walk home. Like I was just kind of just panicking a bit and I was a bit like, oh yeah. But no, I got the tube and I was like, let me just get the tube. I'll get home. And then I, luckily I got a KFC to comfort myself in and, and it really helped. Yeah. I mean, times like then when you, times like that was when you need like comfort food, like KFC and um, yeah, the such. Did I ever tell you the story that I was spat on by a homeless person in Soho Square? <laughs> oh no, then no. I thought you were talking about recently because someone spoke about someone like spitting on them, like during this pandemic. But go on. No. Oh yeah, no. This was this was years ago. I was in the. Um. Oh, somebody's calling me. Who's calling me? Oh no, sorry. Sorry, somebody, somebody just called me there. Um, on a Sunday, who calls anyone on a Sunday? Um, <laughs> yeah, I was just sat, we were sat having a drink in, this is going to probably seven, back seven years, having a drink in Soho Square, and this homeless man came up and was asking for money. And we're like, sorry, we don't have any money. And he was like, on my leg. <laughs> but it was one of those very... It sort of went off in a lot of directions. Yeah, yeah. And some hit my face. And <gasps> I, I was ready to, you know, cry. Mm. So that's my uh, Soho Square story. But I also believe, I think Sam Smith was in Soho Square yesterday. He was in some sort of park. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Um, someone posted, isn't it, on yeah on Instagram. Just being like, he's out. But, you know, Sam Smith can be out. Everyone can be out and enjoy themselves. Why not? Um, hundred percent. Yeah, I. Do you know? I was in. I was. I was. A, not in a. I can't say a park. I guess just a little green out, um, outside the Tate Modern on Friday, because when homeless people come up to you, right? I'm quite like, no, I'm not giving you money. I don't like to apologize because yeah. I'm not sorry, um, and I, I don't want to lie. So I just said I'm afraid not. And then he, do you know, what he goes, which is fair, but also not, you know. But I would have been like, go on, answer your question then, because he was like, oh, sorry guys, and I was like, I'm afraid not, buddy. And then he goes. You're afraid not what? You're afraid not what? And I was like, I'm not giving you any money. I let you say that. I'm not giving you any money. And he's like, how do you know what I'm asking for? I was like, go on then. Um, <laughs> have you got like... any money? I was like, no. <laughs> 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 and obviously he's like, you can't just assume. And I was like, do you know what? Fair enough. That's me being judgmental and like um, assuming. But I was like, mm, you're very much going to ask for money. 100%. Yeah, um, of course. And I guess there is that like fine line. I was probably, and just, not probably, like just rude, you know, and I guess, you know, when people are um, in trouble situations, then, you know, the only thing, if there's anything we can give is some sort of like dignity or respect. Um, but in the same instance, I'm very, 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 very sure that I will never give someone money in the street. Like absolutely certain. Because, um, uh, you know, some people feel bad or whatever. And I, I don't even feel bad because... I don't think it's like right. I don't think it's charity. I think it's pity if you give someone like money in the street. Do you know what I mean? And yep. it's not it's like a sustainable thing. I think you're feeding into people's like um, addictions in a lot of cases, or potentially able to do that. And one time when I was a kid, right? So I was the reason why is I was like really, really young, and we were walking up the street just like close by to my house. And you know, this man was asking for money, and I'm, I was like, "Mom, can we give him a pound?" She's like, "No, absolutely not. He's just going to waste it." And I was like, "No, give him money. Give him money." She's like, "Okay, watch what happens." Gave him one pound within a second of my mum giving him a pound, he ran into the bench mm. shop straight away. And I was like, I'm never doing that again. Never. You bitch. You just proved yeah. my mum right. 
which is good. Like it was a lesson. And she didn't like rub it in my face or anything, but I was just like, yeah, no, I definitely learned a lesson then. Um, yeah. For sure. Well, my first time with giving money to homeless is giving homeless to so many homeless was when I lived in Leeds for uni. Uh, me and my friend had gone into town. It was our first time really in the city by ourselves. Um, and we were walking around and this person came up and asked for money and he's like, oh, I'm really sick and I, you know, I've got low, blue, blue blood sugar levels. Do you mind giving me a couple of quid for a couple of, for a couple of chocolate bars? And I was like, oh my God, yes, of course. And I pulled out my wallet and I gave him some money. He's like, oh, uh, then, you know, my girlfriend's also really sick and, you know, do you have any money for her? And I was like, Mm, mm, no I, I need the rest of my money sorry <laughs> um and I got back and I was saying to our the, the, the ladies who lived in our dorm with us one of them was from Leeds and I was like oh I was giving my first couple of quid to a homeless person today she was 100% they said that they were low blood sugar levels and they had a girlfriend who also and I was like oh my god yeah she's like same story all the time do not give money to homeless people I'm like fair <laughs> point and yeah. I learned my lesson that day and it's true, like, um, I remember also then a very poignant advert up inside of a bus which said, beggars can be choosers. Um, and it was discouraging people from giving money to beggars in the street because they say, if you want to support homeless people, give to a homeless charity because of this, like you said, you're only going to be feeding into, I mean, not all the time, obviously, but, um, you know, there's a high chance you're feeding into their, like, addictions or substance abuses and um, yeah, when they can choose to go to hostile hostels, not hostiles, hostels, um, and stuff where you know people are given money to. I did. Yeah. There's a there's a homeless guy in Soho when you go up towards the Tesco's. There's three uh, ATMs, and there's always a guy sat out there, and he, I was there, and I was like, oh, and the, all the cash machines are broken. And he just sit there, he didn't ask him for money. He goes, mate, the clearest nearest cash machine is this place. And I was like, oh my God, that's so kind of you. And he goes, it's all right, man. And then I was like, oh, so I went down, got cash out, came back up. And I said, I'm about to go to Tesco's. I'm going to buy myself a sandwich. Do you want a sandwich? And he goes, yeah, I will. And I said, what sandwich do you want? And he goes, oh, whatever, I don't mind. And I'm like, well, I'll get you a ham one. And then I got him something else. I got him a ham one and I got him like a, a cheese salad in case he was vegetarian. <laughs> Um, that's exactly what I was saying to my friend. I was like, well, because I've had it before. I was like, look, listen, I'll get you something from the shop. And they're like, actually, I don't want any food. Or I've had food in my hand from work. And I'm like, oh, you want this? Like, no. And I'm like, well, if you don't want food, then what exactly do you want? Kind of thing. You know what I mean? And I was like, well, yeah. you know, but um, no, absolutely. Like, if you're going to do that, then um, definitely give sort of to charity in that respect. Or like, you know, someone who has like a system or provisions in place for sure. Although I've been mm. looking to volunteer, not for homeless. Like, I feel like, I think I've said before, like, I don't think I've said it here, but like I'd like to volunteer. I think giving everything in the world, and you know, it's about giving out and stuff. But it's really hard to find. Like I'm volunteering at the moment. Actually, I think a lot of people have had the same sort of um, well, either the mindset or they're not able to do it because you know they haven't figured out how to like organize volunteers um, online just yet. So there's like I put myself down for some waiting lists um, because yeah, they're not taking volunteers, new volunteers at the moment in the places that I've gone to. Um, but I feel like I'm going to do something along like homeless. Um, LGBT, like Q plus people, I work with those mm. charities um, because I feel like you know people that are ousted from their families or you know potentially or you know can't be at home anymore, don't have a support system. That's something that I feel quite you know I think it would be a good thing for me to do. You know. Mm. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, sorry. Uh, my that makes sense. My phone started buzzing again there. Um, it's like yeah, busy today. Uh, don't I know it? Oh my god! Oh What's his um, name? Where's he from? Who? How many children does he have? <laughs> this is a girl because that's just the way that my boat floats sometimes. Um, and she is married with one kid, and she's also my dental nurse. So, hey Naomi. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I went to school with her. We've been friends for years. She's my dental nurse, and she's just calling for a chinwag. She's the one to call, but then my phone buzzed again, and she said, "Oh, sorry, I forget you record the podcast." And I'm like, "Yeah, bitch, shut the Leave fuck alone. up." God, I don't get out of my face. <laughs> just kidding. Um, so we had a games night last night here with my brothers. And Sean, my friend Sean, came down. He came down and had games night. We I miss Sean. Sacred Hitler. You've never met him. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I hope you're okay, Sean. I miss you. Oh. Um, I know that you're very busy with your exams, uh, your mock exams at the moment in preparation. So just know that I'm thinking of you always and forever. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure he will be thrilled. Yeah, good, good, good. Um, but yeah, he came down and my two brothers, my brother's girlfriend, and we played Secret Hitler. Yes. Which everyone loved. My mom played as well. My mom played as well for for a couple of bit minutes or a couple of games. Um, but yeah, we all loved it. Um, and then we all played Catan, the expansion with six players, which to me, and it would take an hours. It took a couple of hours. But I was very much like another secret Hitler. I was like, are you doing anything in this turn? No. Okay. Next person, go. Next person, go. Next person, go. <laughs> um, so, yeah, my Nazism carried through between games. And then we went back and played some more secret Hitler. And Sean is suspicious of everyone. Pretty much everyone is a Nazi all the time. Um, I mean, it's difficult with those sort of people because you need to have... Um, some faith, I guess, you kind of needs to both be like, you can't just be like skeptical of everyone because then you'll never have, obviously it's like about trusting people and forming like alliances and stuff. Um, yeah. What really annoys me about like Secret Hitler, and if anyone's played that game or hasn't, if anyone's not played that game, you need to play the game. It's so good. Such a good game. Yeah. And they even have it online as well, which you've played it before. Um, yeah. But it can be one of those games where you end up doing like the same thing every single time or behaving the same way or doing the same thing each time. And I think to make yeah. it a bit more fun, like it's better... Because, you know, John, obviously my housemate, um, he's always like, oh, you shouldn't do that. You're meant to go one, four, two, five, three, six, all this sort of stuff. And I'm like, I want to I want to do different things each time just to make it interesting because it can be one of those things that's fall into the same routine. Um, yeah. And then, and then I think it takes a bit of the enjoyment away. Yeah, I think I think John and Sean would be very similar in their, you know, they always, in my opinion, they're always trying to find a theory behind anything or some mathematical equation to make something statistically the way you should be doing stuff mm. um and yeah it is it's the type of game where because you because it's so it's such a quick game you play a lot of them and they it can get i'd say get not repetitive because each new game is a clean slate like you don't know who's going to be the secret fascists in each game um but you're right like you don't you know it's just mix things up a bit have a bit of fun um yeah yeah it's good. It is good. Like one time you'll be Hitler and you're just going to be absolutely maverick and just try all these like weird things. 
um, Ed's friends, they play every Saturday. And then like, there's this one guy, he's just like, I'm just going to try different things. Like, he's just going to go for it. He was Hitler once, but he was just like, um, he just didn't trust any, what did he do? I think he, he just killed everyone. He basically just called everyone else Hitler and he was just going mad, even though he found out, he found out who his like ally was, another fascist, and basically said that, that person was Hitler. And just threw it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And basically, yeah. And so they were trying to support him and he said that person was Hitler. But it was really good because it kind of detracted away from him and then um, he won and then Hitler won. Um, yeah. Fair. You're not watching, you're not watching um, All Stars, are you? Absolutely not. What do you mean absolutely not? Like first you go crazy because I can't remember that you decided now to watch Rupert's Drag Race, <laughs> but you're not watching All Stars. No, I, you know, I didn't finish watching that series of RuPaul's Drag Race. And I decided that I don't want to watch anymore because I don't find it that good. It's a fucking but, bombardment. We've got the Canadian one as well now. Oh, uh, I know. And my mom has started watching it. <laughs> you did, yeah. What's she watching? She's watching oh, the British one. Race at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. She's watching that. She um, um she came in today and she was like talking about something. Uh and she Mom has a habit of like She'll sort of narrate herself the TV show she's watching. So it's on and she's out, she was out doing something and she was like, oh, you mean that was just stupid, wasn't it, Fiona? And I'm like, are you talking to yourself about the TV or to the TV? And it turns out she's talking about something happening on the TV. Is she Fiona? My, mom, my mom's called Fiona, yeah. Her name. Oh, okay. I never knew her name. Uh, wow. Well, it's the day of um, enlightenment. Mm. And she came in and she was talking about it. She, I was like, I've got a favourite, and she goes, I clearly want Blue Hide Ranger to win because she's from Northern Ireland. Um, and then she said, what did she say? She goes, I do not like something wrong. <gasps> I, I, I find her annoying, and I'm like, oh, okay. Um, I said, and she, I was like, okay, anyone else? And she's like, I really like Bag of Chips because Bag of Chips is really funny. I think the Vivian is my favourite. Um, and I like Cheryl Hole as well. And I was like, okay. Oh, well, I mean, they all die, but go for it. She's going to have some mad flashbacks when she sees Bag of Chips and the way that Bag of Chips is treating her mum. Honestly. She's going to be like like PTSD kind of like, you know, like just shocked into, oh my God, I know exactly how she feels, that poor mum. And she's going to come for you. I hope she comes for you, Ashley McCaskill. My mum. She starts calling you bagger. (laughs) (laughs) My mum yesterday, so we were all sitting and I said... I said, oh, mum, should we get takeaway for dinner tonight? And she was like, yeah, I mean, that's a good idea. We've got chicken, but we could just freeze the chicken. And I'm like, oh, we'll get takeaway. And I, then I asked my brother, I said, oh, do you want to get, do you want to get um, takeaway? And then he was party pooper. He was like, well, no, it makes no sense because we've got food. We may as well cook it. And my mum's like, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, we might as well just get, use the chicken up rather than get takeaway. I'm like, all right, okay. And I said, well, okay. Then my brother started cooking food and I was like, okay, I'm going to, Go up to my room and lie down for a bit because I'm not feeling very, I'm not feeling very, I, I feel like I need a little bit of a nap. Um, so I left and then I sort of like an hour later, I went back down and I was like, the cooker's not on. I was like, him, my mom and his girlfriend are all sat eating food at the table. I was like, why did nobody tell me the food was ready? And they're like, oh, we didn't cook for you because we thought you were getting takeaway. And I was like, uh, excuse you, me? What did you like, say you to them? I said, Mum was like, you said you're getting takeaway. I was like, I said, we should all get takeaway. And then you two were like, no. And I was like, okay, we won't. And then you just, 
uh, cooked to fight me. And I was like, clearly you're a terrible mother and I'm going to go and huff in the living room. Did you get a takeaway? Well, I had some of the scraps that they left behind. They had oh my God. Cooked, they, had too, they had cooked too many chips, so I had them and they were cold and I thought, well, fuck it. Because I was so hungry um, and they had a little bit of chicken left over and I was like, well, have a little bit of chicken then. And then um, I cooked myself some more chicken and some veg. Um, and then heated on them for the rest of the night. <laughs> That's mad. Just because you went for a nap, they thought they're just not going to cook you food. That's rude. And and you say to me about me and my mom, my mom neglect her kids. She would have them starve in the street. All right. One, you're a 37-year-old man. Okay, not a kid. <laughs> just remember uh, that. I am always going to be my mother's kid. I'm always her child, regardless of the age. You can also cook for yourself and or buy a takeaway for yourself. So you need to chill on that one. Just because you didn't get that one meal, Mr. Piggy, doesn't mean that you can be horrible to your mum the way that you are, okay? And how, how dare you call me Mr. Piggy? Well, I mean, you're complaining about the little meal, then what was I saying? Well, well, although actually, I read your text, I read your tweet, and I thought they made a meal. <laughs> I thought they made, like, I kind of just read it as, oh, they, they got food, but it was all gluten, because you're like, oh, I couldn't have any. And I was like, oh, okay. Because that would have been fucking hilarious if they got a takeaway, but it was all covered in bread. Oh, my God. That was <laughs> No, they hit me more than that. Anyway, my mum said today, she goes, oh, should we get um, takeaway tonight? And I says, oh, are you asking me as if, you know, you want me included in the food choices from now on or what? Anyway, so after you we finish recording. So passive aggressive. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, that was pretty much the high. I don't even. My week has been pretty shit, to be honest. Not that shit. Not shit in the sense of um, it's been shit, but it's just. It's nothing exciting has happened. Work and non-work are pretty much my life. But I've booked my flight back to London. <gasps> Ooh. I know, I know, I know. I've booked my flight. Um, I am flying back to London. So enough time for you to make a banner and plan the welcome back party. Mm-hmm. And, you know, come meet me at the airport and we can do like a scene from a film where I come through like the, the, the gate and you're there and we can run up to each other in the middle of the airport, give each other a big hug and be like, oh, like love actually, like that scene in love actually. Are you talking to me or Dave? You. Oh, so I thought you were talking to Dave Moore. I thought you must've got another phone call and was telling Dave Moore to meet you oh. at the airport As <laughs> with a if. banner. I'm sorry. I was, I thought, like, okay. <laughs> I thought we just decided to mix up what's happening. Uh, okay. All right. Oh, um, I don't remember enough actually. Oh, I do remember when they're singing, the little girl comes out um, and yeah. Yeah, the little boy's there. Um, you never said the date though. So obviously. 22nd, 22nd of July. 22nd. I'm actually busy don't, that day. Well, don't forget it. Like you forgot my birthday. 22nd of July. To be fair, I didn't forget your birthday. I didn't know your birthday. So there's a difference, okay? Wow. Um, got got a... Do you ever have things in your calendar you just don't know what they are? Yeah. I've got Steve's Big 4-0. Who the fuck is Steve? <laughs> well, Who is that? Anyone, anyone of your schoolmates, if it's their 40th. Steve's Big 4, 40? I don't know anyone who's 40. All the people you went to school with will be turning 40 this year. I don't know any of them anymore. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, the good thing about me is that I was. I was actually, because I was so smart, I got, what's the word, promoted? Not the word promoted, but I got pushed forward. And yeah, so I was actually seven years ahead. So that's why I know loads of 40-year-olds. Tell me this. I have in my diary that on the 24th of July, we're supposed to be going seeing Joseph's Dreamcoat. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, we're not. Oh, but did you buy tickets, didn't you? I did buy tickets, yeah. But you got a refund, yeah? Uh, the refund comes um, as it... The refund comes once it passes like the date of the tickets sort of thing. Oh, okay. Um, but I did buy tickets for next year, though, the other day. I started buying tickets already for the theatre, but I could have got out of hand. So I was like, let me stop. Because I already started selling some. And what they're doing in London, actually, or UK, or England, sorry, I shouldn't say UK, because Northern Ireland don't do anything, obviously, um, is they're doing drive-in theatre shows. So they're putting performances oh. on stage, and then you drive in to like this like field, and you can have up to seven people in a car, so it has to be a big car, I guess. And you can watch live theatre in your car, in a drive-in. So that's cute. That um, is cute. But yeah, um, well, and I'll, my week's not been like too good. I've started like redundancy talks with work. Oh. So that's obviously, that'll be the first time um, that potentially I might be out of work, which is, um, it's tough, it's challenging, obviously. Um, yeah. But need to go through that process and um, yeah. That, that wasn't too good but i've been rehearsing so i've been i think i've done if i've mentioned it on the podcast or not before but about my online play so that mm. the rehearsals have really ramped up because we're gonna so when this comes out on thursday that'll be the first night of the performance um so it'll be thursday friday and saturday we've got performances um which i'm excited looking forward to and you've been invited for sure um and i invited a whole bunch of people and some people got back some people didn't obviously um but yeah, I'm quite looking forward to it. Quite so can people, so on people who listen, can they buy a ticket now? Or like if this comes out on Thursday, can they buy still buy a ticket for like Friday and Saturday? Yeah, they could do. And you don't even buy tickets. Like you can donate £5, but it's actually free. Um, and then it'll be like streamed online on the website. And mm. oh no, people, I'm not going to tell people on the, the podcast. That, like, um, as much as I love y'alls, um, I... I don't know how comfortable I'd feel like sending it if we'd never actually had a conversation. Because, <laughs> well, I mean, I sent it out to people. I wasn't too sure if I was going to send it out to people or not because I was a bit like, oh, you know, it's the first time I've been doing this in like 10 years. It's online. You know, it could very well be shit. Um, I don't think it will be completely. I think that, um, but yeah, I was just a bit like, oh, I don't know. So yeah, but we'll see. If anyone does want to, then maybe they just send me a message and I'll be like, okay. Um, yeah. But yeah. Well... We had a good week for podcast reviews this week. We had two new podcast reviews. Ooh, uh... um, yeah, one of them uh, came in from iTunes, which was from Cardio Polo. And it says, love it, five stars. Beautiful. I was a little... I know. I love five stars. I do. I really no, do. I love five guys. I love five guys. Do you know what? Five Guys is so overrated, I would say, in terms of burgers, but they do have the fucking best chips. Their chips are amazing, and their burgers are epic. Their burgers are too much. They're too expensive. But, yeah. Anyway, carry on. They, they are expensive. They are expensive, but they are nice. Um, love it. Five stars. I was a little late to the party, but I've been enjoying the binge listening over lockdown. 
It's a great format and a perfect substitute for my for pub chats we've all been missing. A lovely blend of honesty, humour and a hint of sass. Ash and Matt should be very proud. That's very nice. I'm so proud. <laughs> uh, I mean, thank you very much, Cardio Polo. Uh, just uh, one little thing on your review obviously thank you very much are you are you giving him feedback on his review i'm just going to say that it is great and a good substitute for pub chats that you've been missing but it's also good when we're out of lockdown and you know you're on a commute um i don't want to be spreading the message of uh once lockdown's over people to not listen to the podcast <laughs> Um, I can think of 101 different ways that our podcast can be listened to that's uh, fulfilling. I won't right now. Uh, I won't listen. I know right who this now. is. Oh, I think they'll listen. Um, I know who that is. Yes. Oh. We just got, um, like, what? Well, it's not a feedback, it's a comment, which is nice, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's a review. I'm, I'm obviously only joking. Oh, no. There's a comment on um, iTunes as well, isn't it? It's not really, it's it's not a review, but it's a comment from Sam Duffy, you said. I don't think you mentioned that. Oh, no, I haven't read that one yet, no. Okay. Sorry, I was just striping, swiping through. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, so we had another, um, we had another comment, which I guess is, well, it's not on iTunes, because uh, I think it's from like CastBox. Um, so it's not like a review, it's just a comment left on this particular podcast platform, but Sam said, awesome pod, great listening and enjoying the crack and banter between Ash and Matt. We have something in common in rugby. Um, oh, thank you very much, Mr. Duffy. Thank you, Mr. Duffy. Uh, yeah. So it's nice little, nice little week for reviews. If you're feeling like you want to, if your fingers are itching for a little type type, then why don't you go on to iTunes or uh, somewhere and just leave us a little review and say, awesome, love it. Uh, one of the best things that you can do, which, you know, hopefully help our listenership is to share online. So we got shared this week from Brian Nolan, one of our very, very loyal followers. And yeah, Brian. Said, um, thank you very much. But um, and if others would like to do so, just to say how much they're enjoying it. Honestly, it really, really helps out. It just can, people can hear about us and um, hear our wonderful voices. And apparently, I've got a really awkward giggle when I want the podcast to end, um, which made one of our listeners laugh a lot. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, um, is, that, is, is that the giggle there? <laughs> no, it goes. Uh, <laughs> Like that. <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> or something like that. No, he just sent me a message being like, oh, if you listen, it made him giggle. Like, you know, those things that just catch you, like, off guard, I guess. It's a tiny yeah. little thing, but I was like, oh, okay. Um, mm. I was like, oh. Yeah. I don't know. So if you're, if you're listening, make sure you share it because that's an awesome free way to help us grow. Uh, and it also lets us know that you're listening and we can give you a little shout up and send you out some love. Yes, Ashley gives out lots of love, especially from the 22nd of July when he makes it back into London for those that are there. He's giving tell out you many this. loves. I'll tell you this for nothing. I loved a little bit of my Pam today. It was much needed. Your what? My Pam. 
I loved a little bit of my Pam today. I was like, what the fuck is a Pam? Your palm, like your hand you're talking about. Yeah. Oh my God. You really I literally, you suck. Uh, I know, you suck the I know. fun out of every joke. I was like, what the fuck is a Pam? A Pam? Pam. Pam. I was like, honestly, I was like, I have no idea what you're saying. Not a clue. You've been at home for a long time though. Your accent has definitely got a little bit thicker. Although that's obviously not an accent thing. 100%. Um, but yeah, I, I can tell that your voice has like changed. Um, maybe not the podcast so much, but just like, just in general. I so does, so does. Talk about it, I sure. <laughs> um, shall we here jump into a few of our issues then, I? Does anyone actually speak like that? I sure loads of people talk like this around here, so they do. You must sound so different to everyone there then when you go back. They must take the piss out of you, surely. Nobody takes the piss out of me. Okay. That sounded very I, um... ominous. <laughs> uh, and lives to tell the tale. Okay. Okay. Yes, let's um let's talk about some topics. Um yeah, so I wanted to talk about this tweet that was deleted by the House of Commons. Did you see anything about it before before I sort of messaged it on like Twitter or anything? I seen the real tweet go out. Um, Did you? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I, I read it and I was thinking, what a what a weird tweet to go out. But I, I only like sort of seen it because somebody else called it out and been like, what are you doing? Um, and then I, I, I genuinely didn't realize they deleted it until you sent me the clip or the, the screen grab of it being deleted. Yeah. Well, I'd never seen the tweet, but I just saw the screen grab. So the House of Commons wrote this tweet and it goes, how does hashtag conversion therapy affect the hashtag LGBTQ community? Should it be made illegal? What would that mean to you? And it says, um, the House of Commons petitions investigating a petition calling for the practice to be made illegal. Click the image to share your insights. And then it said the deadline for this um, questionnaire. So they've got, they've got a questionnaire. is Monday, 13th of July. So I did not know this, but... Currently in the UK, it is not illegal to provide conversion therapy. It is in some US states and not all. Um, um, and there's like a handful of them that are trying to repeal it. But in this country, it's not illegal. And I was like, oh my God, that's mad. I feel like it's such an archaic kind of thing to have. But yeah, so um, they put out this tweet and then it got like re- like a lot of backlash because um, the fact that the House of Commons are even questioning it and asking how does it affect our community, people found ridiculous because they're like, it shouldn't be up for discussion. And if it were, it shouldn't be from, it just made vocal to everybody that's available. Because I feel that's a little bit, um, is, it, is the word inciting? Like, I think that's inciting hate, especially on Twitter. Do you know what I mean? Like, because people are like, oh, we're going to have a discussion. Like, shouldn't we have a discussion? But Twitter's such a hate-filled space for people and trolls that to put yeah. out a question that says, should it be made illegal? I think it's horrible. Vile, actually. Yeah, it's sort of, it is vile, given that <laughs> it's a conversation that's happening two years after the news broke that gay conversion therapy is to be banned as part of LGBT equality plan. The controversial LG- gay conversion therapies 
are to be banned as part of the government's plan to improve the lives of gay and transgender people. So that's from an article from June, July, so two years ago. But yeah. all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the government decided to tweet saying, "Should we be? Should it be made illegal?" And it's like, well, a hundred percent, it should be. But I don't understand why you're asking this question now, given that you're already committed to making it illegal. Yeah, I mean, two years. And then um, if you look online, I was looking a little bit like nothing's actually been done in the two years. And now that only now there's a petition, um, which I would encourage many people. I, I signed the petition yesterday morning um, to do because I believe that um, conversion therapy is should be made illegal. Um, and it's very like seen as like even a form of torture, which I would agree with, to be fair. I don't know if you have any go so far as to say that but i think i can even imagine i couldn't even imagine going somewhere like it's society in the world at this point you know coming out was such a big uh, i think a big deal for many of us then to be told constantly and then actually being placed in a place to tell you that um your way of being is wrong and that it can be fixed or cured is just insane like i, I couldn't even imagine it um and the damage that we, you'll do mentally to people isn't like is ridiculous. Yeah, we spoke about conversion therapy on the podcast before, because I remember discovering that a church, well, a center, not that far away from where I live here in Ireland, actually practices conversion therapy. Um, like I'm saying, I'm like less than ten miles away from where I live here in um, in Northern Ireland. So yeah. I remember talking about it at the time when I discovered this and talked about it in the podcast. And um, yeah, it just, it, it sort of falls into this misguided information what that a lot of religious people get behind, which is that being gay is a choice and that we like people choose to be gay. Um, it's funny because, you know, I, I've been meaning to watch a film called Boy Erased um, it didn't get shown in the cinemas here when it came out and it, it happens to be on like Sky Films at the minute so I watched it today mm. um, and the guy's like the guy's like so essentially it's about um, this this pastor of a father and he you know his son tells him he's gay um, it's a bit more twisted than that but I won't give everything away but he then gets sent off to a gay conver conversion camp um, and it's sort of like the guy sets it up like uh, you know, you play football. You weren't born a footballer, so you know you chose to be a footballer. And if you stopped playing footballer, if you stopped playing football, you would never be a footballer again. It's a bit like being gay. You chose to be gay. If you stopped being gay, you wouldn't be gay. <laughs> it's like, oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> um. So yeah, it falls into this sort of. I think people who believe gay conversion therapy is something that should be legit fall into this bracket where they also believe being gay is a choice um and that's where you're you're massively wrong <laughs> mm. and um yeah it's it's just it's it's so crazy it's so barbaric um and i, I also think it's madness that it's still legal um i found this like article when i was looking online um that someone posted from Teen Vogue. So this is like an American article. Um, and it's, it's quite long, right? But it's really, really interesting because it talks about um, there are like groups of parents that um, look for, and then there are actual therapists, like doctors um, or counsellors 
um, who believe in conversion therapy and actually provide a service that is non-affirming. People look for non-affirming therapists and there are people that provide that service so that they can um, psychoanalyze people's children. So parents send their kids to these therapists to help change them. And then they don't, they say it's not conversion therapy. Some people, especially when it's put illegally, but they phrase it as other words, basically to say that they um, are helping them make better decisions in their lives by not affirming their beliefs um, in terms of their sexuality or their gender um, in these instances, which is there are professionals out there that are providing a service for parents. And then there's this pe like parents who are saying, the child has come out to them. Um, and this is mostly trans affirming. This isn't necessarily um, for gay or like for sexuality, but these are people that um, their children wants to, uh, to you know, um, feel that they've got gender dysmorphia. That they want, their, ch their children are wrong. That they, they shouldn't be thinking these things and they send them to professional to do that, which is outrageous. Um, and it says a 2019 survey from the Trevor Project found that 50% of trans and gender non-conforming youth subjected to conversion therapy reported attempting suicide, which compared to the 17% of LGBTQ youth who were not subjected to this practice. Mm. Um, and that is not surprising. Like, I thought like, oh, if someone was telling, if this was happening in the world, well, not if this, this is happening in the world, then people are obviously going to want to kill themselves because they're being told their way of life is not and you know they're getting not getting support um from their parents or people around them yet mm. there's there's something just twisted about conversion therapy like who out there thinks if let me send my kid away to this place where they can get told repeatedly that they're a piece of shit like it just yeah what sort of parent would I'll tell you what sort of my mom would probably, but to be honest, but um, no, I'm joking. My mom wouldn't. That was a joke. Um, but yeah, what sort of twisted person would sign, send somebody off to this sort of place to uh, have that happen? Like, it's just, it's insane. I mean, yeah, that's why, I mean, I've said it before and I'll say it again. This is why I'm such a big fan of the, like the basketball player called, the ex-NBA player called Dwayne Wade because um, his child has come out as transgender and he's only shown visible support um, and constantly, constantly says how um, he and they needs to learn and that um, his child is like the champion and, and they'll learn from her. Because that's the kind of parenting you want. You want someone to support you in you understanding. And I really feel strongly about this. Right? I feel really, really strongly that kids and children and young people are given... Um, are told that they can't make decisions because people think, okay, well, especially we're talking about trans um, in particular, um, that a young person shouldn't be able to decide on their gender. And, you know, especially when it comes to hormone therapy or surgery and that there isn't enough provisions in place. But, and I don't understand the process fully, but I know that there is, you know, a lot that goes in. You can't just change your body. Um, basically, you have to go through a lot of therapy and psychoanalysis to understand whether you can or can't do that. Um, but old people who, old straight people are able to tell us, you know, so we've got this petition now and it's the same that's in the, like, you know, just in general. Um, why is it that these old straight white men are deciding on um, what these people can do with their lives when it's got nothing to do with them? 
They will never understand what it is to not feel like, um, you know, to feel same-sex attraction potentially, or or maybe they do, and then they're just pushing it away. They'll never know the feeling of feeling like you've been born into the wrong body, and these are the people that have to decide on what we're doing. And the fact that there's a petition available to do this, you have to a petition and a questionnaire asking how does it make you feel. I think is an absolute slap in the face. Like it's absolutely disrespectful, rude, horrible. Because they can't really understand. You need to speak to trans people about what happens. You know? Um, yeah. uh, my friend that I met on Friday, um, he's just finished training as a doctor and then officially become one, I think, start his first job in um, August. He was like, just in general, he was like, you know, all of these old people are making decisions. But he's like, if you... He's like, when he was learning, you can literally look at scans of older people and know that's an old person's brain. And he's like, do you know why? Because they are actually smaller than younger people's brains. They're smaller because they die away, right? So they get atrophy as in they start to get less and less the older you go from like your mid-30, like sort of um, mid to late 30s onwards. So the fact that their brains are withering away and they're being told that they're the people that can make decisions, but young people can't vote, can't do anything that has any influence at this point, but literally who are going to be the future, I think is... is I, I don't, I'll never get it. I'll, I'll find a man to never get it. I don't know. I don't know how the world runs and stuff, but do you know what? Conversion therapy is torture, 100%. Yeah, and I think 100% people should be signing that petition and finally get this banned. Like, it is sort of barbaric, like, that it's not banned already, that we're in 2020 and it's still happening. Mm. Absolutely. Um, speaking of trans, I watched the cutest little video the other day um, uh, about Godzilla. Uh, have you heard about this? No. Right, okay. Well, so... Um, it's sort of like a little animated cartoon and Godzilla is about to, you know, he like, like put some havoc on some other monster in the city, but looks over and sees that his kid is a bit like sad in the corner. So he sort of puts his hand up to the monster and was like, no, not right now. My kid needs me. Then it cuts to Godzilla's home and Godzilla's like, you know, making dinner, looks in and sees his kid, you know, crying. I was like, oh God, what's going on here? Then the kid watches TV and then is watching like these animated girls do stuff. And, um, and then he, <laughs> this really heartbreaking moment whenever, I can't remember what Godzilla's doing, but the kid comes up and like touches Godzilla's hand and goes, and then the, the speech bubble comes up with a little blue boy and Godzilla nods. And then the wee Godzilla kid goes, and then uh, a little girl, a little pink girl comes up and then Godzilla goes and then hugs him or her. And then um, they put the little bow in the hair and then they both of them both go out and destroy the monster together. I was like, where the fuck cute. is this? It's super cute. Where um, is this? <laughs> I seen it on YouTube you, as Godzilla oh thing. Oh my it, God. I was like loving it. I was there for it. <laughs> That's outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> Just the wee like the wee, uh, and I was like, oh my god, it's coming out to Godzilla. <laughs> oh my god. Oh shit. Um. um anyway, it just made me think of that. 
No. I mean, to be fair, there's not too much to say that. I think this is more like just a call out then just to say, I think if you do agree with it, then do look for the petition for the House of Commons. Um, they've taken down the tweet, but they still had the um, questionnaire open. They changed from the questions because people were like, these questions are actually ridiculous. Like it was just an open <laughs> question that'd be like, um, is conversion therapy, well, not, this isn't an open question, it's a closed one, is conversion therapy torture? And then how does it affect you and then how does it affect the LGBTQ community? And people were just like, these are like ridiculous questions, but that's for the questionnaire. Yeah, but if you can sign the petition, then please do, because it's been two years since Theresa May's government had said that they were going to do something about this. And then last year, someone brought it up and they still haven't done anything. And now we're in 2020, and there are professionals out there that are providing this service to affect children as well as adults and it's yeah. just wrong it's just wrong because i mean and i'll say this though i mean i don't know about you but especially now it, in hindsight like i'm super happy with my sexuality and i would 100 percent in retrospect choose to be gay right i fucking love it i really do i really fucking do you get so many like to have this like difference um and be like who you want to be and express yourself without because i think sometimes um with being I think there can be more pressure when you're straight in some ways to, as a, as a man in particular, to like be, your masculinity has to come into question a lot of the time. And I feel hopefully a lot freer over the past like years to be myself and be as feminine and masculine as I want to be and play around with it. And hopefully more so in the future. Although I do have some things that I'm too scared to do um, at this moment. But at the time <laughs> when I was a teenager, all I could think about was like, this is the last thing that I want. I would cry myself yeah. to sleep because I'm like, this is absolutely why this has have to happen to me. This is absolutely the last thing I would choose to do as a teenager. Why can't I just be like everyone else? Why can't I just be like my friends? Why do I have to tell people um, that I am different in that way? And I would not, and it may not be the case for everyone, obviously, but I know for me, like at the time when I was a teenager and stuff and, and, and younger, realizing what was happening, I, would, the, I wanted to be able to change myself. Do you know what I mean? But you know what? Mm. It's definitely not a choice. So, yeah. Yeah. I was the I didn't want to be me either. I wanted to pray to be anybody else but me. Um, and sadly, I uh, developed into this beautiful, beautiful gay man right now. <laughs> talking about beauty, actually. I've, I've okay, seen talk about me some more. No, talking about skin. I've got some things because I know you talked about like you've got that little wire, well, I don't know, the needle thing, the needle roller. Um, and I was watching Naomi Campbell, this video of Naomi Campbell on YouTube, and she used the same thing in her face. <laughs> I don't think I said that on the podcast, but okay. <laughs> you didn't say it on the podcast, you said it on the phone the other day. I know, because it wasn't the podcast, but now it's out there. Let's just go for it. Oh, are you embarrassed about the fact that you were using <laughs> one of those needle things? Yeah, for hair growth. It was just like, oh. Oh, I never said for hair growth. I just said you were using it. In fact, you should use oh, it on your face. Um, Needles. <laughs> well, no, you're supposed to use it over your face a little bit. So Naomi Campbell used it on her face, and then she put this like acid on her face, this like serum. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Because I watched something earlier. And I do like to watch makeup tutorials for some reason. Not for some reason. It's because I really like it. Um, and they keep using this. Like, I need to find the words, right? Because it's something that I think you should give a go. So another... Um, article I looked on L.com was about this new, this acid that people are using. It's called hyaluronic acid, right? Um, and 
it's not like a, a regular acid that you use in your skin or something that like peels or like is abrasive in some way. It's actually something that your skin already produces and it's supposed to help your skin um, stay moisturized because it can like mm. the acid can hold a whole bunch of like moisture. And I saw on these things and I was like, oh, I just want to, you know, especially now in like lockdown and stuff. And, and, and you saw, right? You saw on Instagram that spot that was on my face, right? Oh my God. Oh my days. Like, I almost lost my shit. All right. And Drew thought I was drunk and I was like, no, I'm not drunk, but I just don't like this big old spot in the middle of my face. You know exactly how I feel because obviously your face is covered in them. Um, (laughs) So I was like, you know what? I'm going to try some of this acid because it's supposed to be really good for like your skin just in general. And then I was like, okay, how much does it cost? The very first one on this fucking list, right? So a magazine was like, oh, this acid is so good for your skin. It works on any skin and it um, like combination skin, dry skin, whatever, because it goes inside and it doesn't create this like shine. So I'm thinking you should use it as well because it's supposed to be really, really good and I want to get it for more people. So I was like, okay, I'm going to buy some. And then I went in and the first one was 102 pounds, 107 pounds. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> 107 pounds. And then these bitches on this like website are talking to it's like, it's normal. It's like, you should invest in it. The next one was 235 pounds mm. for a fucking face serum. Well, I mean, beauty is in the pocket isn't it apply every day oh, and we promise we promise you won't regret the price tag are you fucking kidding me i was like oh absolutely not and then i got some better ones like the 179 like 33 pounds anyway i looked online and i got one for like 650 so i was like okay this should be a good oh. so I, bought this acid. <laughs> I was like oh my god i want to try this acid 100,000 pounds what also I mean, I don't know this. I probably would, to be fair. But if I was rich, to spend £235 like a face serum or something, that is mad, isn't it? And then the people on this are like, oh, you should invest in it. So they're not even talking to rich people. They're literally saying to people, you should invest in a £235 face serum. Can I just uh, flash back to the time I spent £200 on, uh, over £200 on products for my skin? And you, your exact words... Uh, that I am 99.9% sure you said were 100% your skin is definitely something you should be investing in and you need to mix it makes sense to buy more products if you've got a skin problem and it helps it out how many products did you get for over 200 pounds five they're telling me you get one of these products for 235 pounds one if you've got it flaunted that's what I say are you still getting that stuff though? Because your skin looked good though, isn't it? Do you remember when you did it? Yeah, and you the thing is you didn't even know I'd done it and you pointed out how good my skin looked. Yeah. So, no, I yeah. do I agree with that. And like if you need to, because I want to, because I was like, okay, well, um recently my skin is looking like quite good. And I think because I've changed basically I started using a face wash, but I also use like my body moisturizer for like my face. Um because I I like it quite like oily. Me and Naomi Campbell are the same. We like our faces to be shiny. I like my face to be shiny, she does as well. Um mm. And so, yeah, I'm going to try the serum. I'm going to roll out my face. I've got a face mask. Um, yeah, I'm super excited. And I'll let you know how it goes. But I think you should get one as well, basically, is what I'm saying. If, if oh, it goes no. well. Oh, well, you can be the test on me. And if it goes well, maybe. But um, no. Uh, I wanted to quickly ask what you thought about Kanye West running for presidency. <sighs> I don't even know what to say. It's not... <laughs> Okay. Um it's just it's just Do you know what man? Like, I saw this tweet from um oh my god, what was her name? 
Um, oh my God. Courtney Act. Uh, fuck's sake, I forgot her name. Courtney Act. I saw it today. And she was like, um, World, I don't like this ride anymore. I want to get off. And that's exactly what part of it feels like. I'm like, this cannot be true. It can't be true. It's not true. But then obviously, like, um, um, what's her name, Kardashian? Kim Kardashian had posted Kim. a little, like, American flag and reposted it. And I was like, do you know what? It would just make sense for America, to be fair. It would make sense <laughs> for America that um, Kanye West becomes president, to be fair. he He's yes. on the MAGA camp, isn't he, as well? Like, he he wears a bright red MAGA cap, make America great again. Yep. Um, so, do you know, it would not surprise me in the slightest if from now onwards, the presidency is a celebrity and not a politician. It would not it, surprise me in the slightest. I, yeah, I mean, I don't think what's, yeah, I mean, it, thing, the scary thing is, is this time four years ago, we we're all sitting saying how there is no way Donald Trump will ever be president of the United States. This is just a literally, joke. Literally, never. Um, it's a publicity stunt. It's like he's literally seen Black Mirror and was like, I'm going to do the same thing. Yeah. Um, and then here we are. I, have just, I literally, I just, I think I put on Facebook or tweeted that Kim Kardashian potentially being the first lady of the US is the most 2020 thing that 2020 has offered so far. Right. If it's ever going to be a year or something fucks up like this, it's going to be that. I just, I just, just cannot. I'm hoping that our country, I hope, um, well, I can only talk to England, I guess, in this instance, because, um, go on, what's happening with um, politics in Northern Ireland? Tell me. Because last time we spoken about Northern Ireland last year, there was no government in place. Yeah, I mean, I don't think the government are in place yet. To be honest, I don't really know. I know they're, they're working together on the coronavirus stuff, but I still don't think that they've come together to get into like government stuff getting done. I don't think mm. so. Um, I'm hoping in this country we can somehow come together. Obviously it seems less and less likely, but, um, was that a, this... was that a little way to speak about Ireland there? You're like, Oh, I better ask. Yeah. <laughs> we never talk about, plus I was quite interested because you know, it was such a long time ago and I was like, well, it can't stop because of coronavirus. In fact, it's more likely that it needs a government, um, but obviously, like things take a long time, apparently. Um, yeah. But even with the guys like Black Lives Matters, like because um, Boris Johnson wants to run a review, but there's already something called the Lammy Review, um, which he did last year. Um, David Lammy is a politician. I listened to a podcast, Jesse Ware's podcast that he was on, and he's so interesting. Actually, I think I want to read his book because he's just talking about like the fact that there's like um, 16 recommendations or 26 recommendations, and only four of them have been like done by the government. So. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's saying the way that he's described something, he's like, um, countries like, um, our country and the U S they're like, they're very much like, um, evolutionary in the way that they grow, not revolutionary, like some, com um, some countries. So what's one of the challenges is much like his review is when he did his review, he took in both sides arguments and got them both part, like different party members to agree on this review and also agree on the actions. But he said, when things like that, when countries where it's not a revolution, um, but um, an evolution of a country, things needs to happen based on good faith because you're asking both sides, whether they agree or disagree, to come to um, a consensus in some way together. But if that good faith is broken, then these decisions can't be made and things can't grow. And I think it's very much um, the same with the politics in America and 
in you know in England that there is it's very clear that there is just a lack of good faith in any way, shape, or form with these countries when um, we need to be working together in these times. But yeah, yeah imagine if I he did. Imagine if he did. Sorry. What became president? Oh my god! It would it would be funny. You so have to a laugh. bipolar a bipolar rapper. I mean, you can't do anything but laugh because you know it's a joke. <laughs> um, government oh, politics is just mad at the minute, and it's been in the last four or five years that it's been bubbling up, where like left is becoming more left, right's becoming more right, and there's just this massive gap in the middle of people not talking. And um, that's not the way politics should work. It should be about coming together to run a country for everyone, not about dividing a country for your party's sake. It could just... I sure. It is what it is. Are you excited? Would you want um, Yeezy to be president? Who? Yeezy? That's his name. Um, Kanye West. Or Kanye West. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I like Kanye West music. Uh, back in the day, I, I loved it. I was there for it. The graduation album. Um, I loved it. Do I want him to be... And do you know what? I actually think he's actually quite cute. But do I want him to be president? Absolutely not. No. No. Although, saying this, and this is which is mad, right? So, Because um, like someone like Hillary Clinton, for example, when Hillary Clinton and Trump had run... That's the kind of situation, and it's difficult, same in this country. It's really difficult when you want no one to win. Um, it seems like every yeah. decision we're making is like, incorrect. And I'd only just watched, so I'd never really heard of Jeffrey Epstein, right? I, I, I didn't have like a deep understanding. But I just okay. finished today um, the Netflix series. Mm. And it's basically like where all of these powerful people get involved in this sex ring that he runs and that's where he gets all his money from. And then Hillary Clinton's husband's part of it. Like, you know, he denies everything. Everyone denies everything. But there's so many you know influential that, people. Uh? You know that his name is Bill Clinton and he was the president of the United States. He's not Hillary Clinton's husband. <laughs> Hillary Clinton's husband, okay? He can be second fiddle at this point. And I know who Bill Clinton is, you idiot. <laughs> I, I just, want to I point just out- thought... No, because... <laughs> The reason why I was saying is that is the link to the the race. It's not Bill Clinton. It's Hillary Clinton, who is married to Bill yeah. Clinton, who and Trump was also heavily affiliated with um, Epstein. Epstein. I was going to say Feinstein. I don't know I was going to say that. Um, and it just shows how everything is fucked up. That is what. Like it's it's fair enough watching. I watch you watch when they see us, and I watched. Um, there's like a When They See Us Now with Oprah Winfrey basically having a conversation with the actors in the show, but also the actual Central Park Five. Um, yeah. Fair enough, we're saying the, the government is against the black people. But this is an example where the government is supporting rich people. And it is very clear that money wins yeah. in this instance. Um, it's it, fucked. It is the, fucked. The guy Acosta who ignored all the, the initial claims from the the police department back in Miami and somehow managed to sweep it all under the carpet then to go ahead and be, did he become a congressman or no, or, he was a no, secretary he was a congressman. Of, he was a secretary of um, like labor or something. So he was, he was appointed by um, Trump to be like in the American version of what the cabinet is. So he was, right. yeah, he was very high. Um, outrageous. He resigned. Mad. Like fuck. Outrageous. Who can yeah. you trust? It's crazy, right? 
Have you ever seen I Scandal just... before? No. If you watch Scandal with Kerry Washington, you can see why, because they literally rig a whole fucking election. Rig it from machines. And I'm like, do you know what, man? This shit could be true. Well, This shit it... could be true. It's hard to know what's trust anymore. It's, it's, it's impossible. And then you think the media, you can't even trust the media now. It sounded like conspiracy theories. <laughs> <laughs> it is, but it is. Like, it, they, we, we do live, I watched, um, I was watching, I think, a Joe Rogan thing the other day and they were talking about clip culture. How they were, they, the press, had, or this guy had seen this clip on something on like Twitter and it talked about how, oh, gee, I can't even remember, but it talked about this thing and it's Spanish story. Um, and he was just, I can't remember what it was about, so it's going to be a pretty pointless conversation. But then he managed to find the real original clip and it just told a whole different story than what the little clip was cut and put along with the media thing. Mm. And it's just it just shows you that anything can be twisted to make a story of um, up to suit, to suit a narrative that you want to tell. And... I mean, a good example of that actually is what they do in when they see us. Whenever they, they just make things come together to fit to tell the story they want the 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 jury to believe. Like even if the facts are not right, they'll be like, "Well, they'll believe it because it's the story we what we want them to be told." It's disgusting. Um, it is, and it reminds me. It's where I I jumped to the wrong conclusion. Where there's a group. I remember it was about a year ago or whatever it was. There was a kid, and he was like smarmy. And this this Native American guy was banging his drum, and the kid was in his face, and it it led it to believe that these millennial kids or student kids had you know got in the way of this protest, and we're all you know jumping on the back of the Native American team, saying you know how could these kids just go in and and you know disrupt this music stuff, and it shows zero respect. Actually, turns out that the other story is true if you watch the full clip that. These kids were just sat, enjoy, and like sat in their own thing, and the, this Native American guy goes up and starts banging a drum in this guy's face, and it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know what to believe anymore. I have no idea. Although I can tell you, from what I understand, although I was not there, that Old Compton Street would have been that way yesterday. <laughs> oh. That is not the media narrative. Like that road would have been fucking busy. That was busy. disgusting. Yeah, no, it's really bad. Well, I have all this to look forward to. I've got my masks ready for my return to London. Good, good, good. Um, we'll probably be back. Well, um, there's like this belief like within doctors in the NHS and stuff that they think that the government are purposely like opening up stuff in the summer because they can't be held accountable for the fact that people need to stay inside because they're going to go outside anyway and then force a second wave and then just in time for the winter when, you know, at least people will not want to be outside as much in the cold and then, yeah, things will lock down again in like October time, which makes complete sense. Um, Which makes absolutely zero sense because I mean complete sense that that's their belief, not that, that, that that's what they're doing. Pardon me, just to oh, okay, yeah, because <laughs> I I do not think that the NHS is equipped to deal with a second wave in cold and flu season. <laughs> it just you know, mm. it's it just no. I hope not. I mean, I've... no doubt, no doubt. I believe a second wave is going to come. I yeah, I just. I mean, I guess it makes sense that it is. I mean, is it better that it's happening over winter? I don't know. I, I, I do never want to. I mean, Matt, it feels like I last seen you about six years ago. 
Well, I don't know. Time is so bizarre at the moment. It both feels long and short. So it feels like the last time I've seen you would have been yesterday. But the last time I would have seen you was a year ago as well. Like it, Things that I think were literally... Like the, my friend that I met on Friday, he was at my house in March. And he was like, oh, when we were playing games the other day. And I was like, bitch, that was three and a half months ago. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, yeah. Um, so I understand, yeah. It has been a long time. Um, we should be able to do the podcast in person, although it will be like... We only got a couple left, I guess, by then. Yeah. Um, but we can. Well, I don't know. We need to see, really, isn't it? Um, because the microphones and shit. But yeah, well, it'll be good to. I, it'll be good to have you back. Yay! 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 Can't wait. Honestly, I can't wait. Um, but for now, Matthew, I need to go and eat because my little piggy belly is hungry. Oh my god! Stop eating. I'm gonna go and cut down oh. from um this week. So yeah. Gobble, gobble. Yeah. Um, all right, then. I'm excited. Enjoy. I'll go on. Mickey's up in the gym again, and I'm excited about going back to the gym in Friday. So I'm booked into my CrossFit classes again. Should you say that? Is that legal? Yeah, the gyms are allowed to open on Friday. Mm. I need to check what the rules are and the things you can't do. I feel like it. Because I didn't book a haircut, but I'm so glad that a lot of people did. Um, and, yeah. Um, someone was, like, at the pub yesterday, like, who's missing the gym? I'm missing And I was like... I mean, I can't say that I'm missing it, but <laughs> I can definitely see like all my soft spots coming back. And I used to have such, you know, I was getting such good arms and legs and muscles and working out a lot. Mm. So the, I don't miss the gym in, in, in a sense that like, I, I love going to the gym, but I obviously miss like being in shape and being and feeling healthier and more active. But um, And I miss like, you know, my muscles being in shape. But the thing that I'm missing the most is the fact that I know that it took such work to get to a place that I was improving on, but you know, I always talk on the podcast about how much I was lifting and stuff because I was super excited about it. Mm. All of that's gone. All of that is gone, and then I have to start all over again. And I'm like, oh, that's really annoying. Really, really annoying. But yeah, it'd be nice. It means to, that you to to get gym. to have that journey all over again. No, I don't want that journey. I don't want that <laughs> journey all over again. But yeah, it's gonna have to be oh. that way. All right, start doing CrossFit with me. Um, I might not have a job, so that's not really oh. possible. And CrossFit, okay. fuck CrossFit. I don't support racist leadership. Okay. Well, the racist is no longer in no, leadership. <laughs> um, all right, boo. Well, enjoy okay. the rest of your day. You too, you too, you too. And enjoy your meal. Thank you. Thanks everyone for listening. I hope you all have an awesome, 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 awesome week. Yes, and stay safe. Watch the Jeffrey Epstein thing and this Godzilla thing that I want to see. I can't wait. And yeah, have a lovely week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.